into the party wagon and hold on to your pizza. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the IDW series, issue number seven. Written by Tom Walls, with art by Dan Duncan, layouts by Kevin Eastman. We begin with Krang and some rock soldiers who stand over the devastation on planet Neutrino. They take a look at the carnage as they survey what's been happening. Krang talks to some of his rock soldiers and he asks them just what's going on. And he says that they were ambushed and that the resistance fighters are pushing through. Krang says, I will not stand for this, Sergeant Granator. Send us back to Burnhow Island now. Yes, sir, he says. Burnout Command, this is Granator. Engage teleportation. Copy, Sergeant. Engaging now. Vroom. Krang and Granator and the other one come through the portal as they come down to Burnout Island, which we know is the area where Baxter is building the Technodrome for him. So they welcome Krang. He says, save the niceties, Lieutenant Pogue. Have you been able to get a hold of that imbecile Stockman yet? N no, sir. We've tried numerous times, but he doesn't respond. Tell my pilot to get the plane ready. We're looking to pay good doctor a visit, and it's time that he and I got together, face to face, as we see Krang, who looks like the alien brain, or Utram, or whatever you want to call him, and he looks pissed off. We go to the next part, New York City. Raphael and Michelangelo are talking as they walk through the alley. They're dressed in disguises. Raphael very much as the first time that we saw him with his hood and his trench coat. Michelangelo has a hat like Cousin Eddie from the National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation with the flaps on the side and a uh, blue jacket as they're walking over to one of their favorite places, Rupert's Pizzeria. Mikey tells him, man, you're going to love, you're going to love this pizza. You know, you got to meet Woody, bro. He's such a righteous dude. Have I told you that? Uh, yeah, Mikey, you may have mentioned it, Raph says. He's excited. Um, it turns out that Raph used to actually forage for food here, too, so he knows how good the food is. But Mikey is absolutely excited to introduce him to his friend. But he says that he's just going to have to be careful because they, they know the other guy that works there isn't really going to like him. Rupert's a dude who owns the place, and he can be pretty harsh, Michelangelo says. Next thing that we see is while the uh, the turtles are are talking, they actually think about a um, a flashback that they had where Leonardo Donatello and Michelangelo were actually dumpster diving and a young man comes out and says, hey, don't waste your time in the garbage like that. Wouldn't you rather have this? And he shows him a real pizza. Brand new, fresh one right out of the box. As a young, blonde-haired man in a hooded sweatshirt opens it up. And as you can tell by the look on Michelangelo's face, it is love at first sight. And he actually says, his love at first sight. You should have saw, I never saw anything so pretty, bro, or cheesy. Michelangelo knocks on the door, and he's trying to get his friend Woody. Woody opens the door and goes, yo, Mike's the bingo. And then Mikey says, bongo, and they fist bump. Woody Durking, I want to introduce you to my bro, Raphael. Once lost, but now found. An excellent dude to boot. All right, Raph, uh, welcome. Your brothers was busting their humps looking for you. I'm glad that, uh, they, the longest time, they really, really glad it all worked out. Yeah, uh, it's uh, really cool to finally meet you, too. Uh, Mikey talks about you. A lot. <laughs> That's because the Mikes that don't know any better. Uh, probably because you put some kind of hypnotic potion in the pizza, man. <laughs> Messing mind and body. That's buds. Taste buds. 
You know, uh, speaking of taste buds, uh, I threw in a large uh, antipasta salad uh, for your dad, too, with extra olives, just the way the rad man likes it. Sweet, thanks. The boys take off with that, and Mikey's still talking about how great that his buddy is. Raph is not convinced, he just wants him to stop. Back in the sewer layer, we see Donatello having an argument with Leonardo while Master Splinter in the background is is meditating. Leo uh, sharpens and cleans his swords. Donatello, I just don't know, Leo. I, I just can't. You saw it for yourself, Donnie. Those were foot ninja on that roof fighting against the French guy. No, I saw a ninja fighting against the Savate guy. Uh, it was Master Splinter who said that they were foot ninja. And then he wasn't even there said Donatello. Yeah, but we described them to him pretty accurately. If anyone would know what a foot ninja looks like, it's father, says Leonardo. And there's that too, man. Father says that he knows what the foot looked like because he used to be one in feudal Japan, which is crazy. Come on, Leo, reincarnation? That sounds about as believable as one of Mikey's goofy comic book stories. It's true, then why don't we remember anything? Like, the foot? Hmm. Leonardo thinks about this. You know, I'm not so sure about that. I mean, sometimes when I'm dreaming, I see things like flashes that seem so real, like they're happening to me. But sometimes I even see, I see a picture of his mother with blood coming out of her mouth as she dies. Her. Who? It doesn't matter. He just dismisses it. Whatever, all I know is that I'm willing to give Father the benefit of the doubt, but I can't accept things on blind faith either. I need some kind of empirical evidence first, says Donatello. Maybe looking into this Orokosaki legend is the place to start. At least that gives us an actual name to chase, even if he is long dead. Look, Don, I get that you've got questions. Heck, so do I. But a bunch right now, I, I think that it's best to respect Sensei says and wait for things to come to us. Come to us? Leo, we live in a sewer. What exactly do you think will come here? Master Splinter looks on serenely, then suddenly his eyes pop open in surprise. <laughs> Crash through the wall as we see they're suddenly surrounded by dozens of Mausers. The scene changes. This time we see Casey who's holding a heavy bag while April punches into it. Good! Yeah! That was uh, pretty good, April. You're really starting to get uh, the hang of this thing. You just gotta remember to use your hips more, like, uh, you're swinging a baseball bat. You can't just use your arm strength. April's getting a breath for herself as she ducks down. She goes, so are you saying I've got wimpy arms? I, uh, I just meant... <laughs> I'm teasing you, Casey. The advice really helps. Thanks. Now, let me go change, and then I can help you with that English paper you need to write. Yeah, well, uh, maybe, uh, we should skip that. I didn't bring a pencil or paper or nothing. Yep, that's what, exactly what you said last time. But not to worry, because I have plenty of both for us in my backpack today, plus my laptop. So, get showered, slugger. We need a paper to knock out. Oh, man, says Casey. There's no escape. She's going to help him. Back in the sewer, we see it looks like a vicious fight between Master Splinter, the Mausers, Leonardo, and Donatello. As they're just shredding up these robots as they attack relentlessly. They seem to be endless. How many of these things are there? Who cares? How many? I just want to know. Where the heck are they coming from? As we see in the shadows of, of the wall, there's a small alcove that the Mausers have chewed through, and we can see that Hob is there with his eye glowing yellow, holding a remote controlling the Mausers. 
Remain focused on the battle at hand, my sons. The time for answers must wait. Yes, Sensei, says Donatello as he slashes another one across and smashes it into computer bits. Leonardo, hey cuts one in half right through the top of the head. Beautiful. So friggin' beautiful. As old Hob looks on with a smile on his face, his eye glowing as, as he looks on to the carnage. And the party's just getting started. As we look on, we see that there's a near endless amount of Mausers with their little red light eyes up on their top, coming in through the hole where Hob is standing. Sensei, there's more of them attacking, says Leonardo. Yes, I see them, Leonardo. We are too far outnumbered. We must fall back in order to regroup as they run through a door to get away. <laughs> Do you cowards think you're going, huh? Old Hob! They finally notice him as he's standing there, not missing his place to villain Splain. Yup, Hob's the name and killing scum's the game. Thought ya could run out on my new little toys, did ya? Well, I got bad news for you, twerps. Game over. As he clicks a button on there, and it sends down more Mausers who actually knock down the ceiling above, above the turtles and Master Splinter. Crap! Hob's making them knock the place down! Says Leonardo. Boom! masonry falls down upon them as we switch once more back to michelangelo and Raphael, who are headed home with their pizza and antipasta man can't wait to chow on this baby nothing like pizza for dinner and video games for dessert life is good whoa do you feel that feel what i don't know like something rumbling below us in the sewer <laughs> yeah just my stomach bro says michelangelo right about now they'll be practically tearing down the walls from hunger hit <laughs> That'd be funny to see. A little bit of foreshadowing there. Upper west side, we see a high-class penthouse with some lights on on it. How in the world? Security, this is Dr. Bacter Stockman in the penthouse suite. My place has been good. Off the elevator comes Granitor, the rock soldier. Dr. Stockman. Uh, Dr. Stockman, are you still there? Sir, is everything okay? Says the security on the other line. Uh, uh, yes, I I'm fine. Please disregard this. Uh, I'll call you. Thanks. Back in Stockman's living room, it seems to have General Krang, who's sitting there with his large overcoat, covering up the Krang brain in his chest. We just see his red eyes peeking out. He's wearing a beret, full gloves, and his body seems completely disproportioned, almost like uh, like we know it's an android. Next to him stands the uh, other rock soldier, who has uh, an eye patch. All that security and you've you've got doesn't exactly make the person feel welcome, especially your biggest client. You again, your customer service falls short. Yes, well, I'll have to differ with you on that account, General. I had prior, if I had any prior indication that you would be arriving in New York today, I assure you that the proper accommodations would have been made and that the customer service provided would have been far more substantiated. At very least, I would have been here to open the door to, for you and your cohorts. Quite a valuable door, I might add, or rather it was. Now then, to what do I owe the pleasure of this unexpected visit? says Baxter. You know darn well while I'm here, Stockman. It has been more than a year now, and I'm still waiting on... The super-soldier mutagen I contacted your pathetic excuse for a company to make as he points his finger ominously towards Baxter. Uh, the mutagen, yes, well, uh, you know, things have been delayed on that front, following the break-in that we experienced last year. 
for which I immediately resupplied you with the ooze components that you said you needed to get things back on track. Back on track in terms of scientific development does not necessarily equate to expediency, General. This is not rocket science. This is far more complicated than that. It takes time. I don't have time, Stockman. I'm losing troops faster than I can replace them. I need reinforcements and I need them now. I see our Terrapin exo-armor formula is working very well for you. No bullets getting through this fellow's stony skin, eh? As he points off at Graniter, who seems to be standing behind him. Gives us a little bit more exposition on what's happening and just how this has happened. So it looks like the very research that Stockman was completing in terms of the uh, turtles from the beginning, that Terrapin armor, exo-armor, has resulted in these rock soldiers. Back in the sewers, on their way home, we can see Raphael and Michelangelo look on at a giant gaping hole in their sewers. Holy! Think back. I take it back. Nothing funny about this. Get back, damn it! Crap, that's Leo! Come on! They ditch their clothes, they drop the pizza and the antipasta, and they head in. Raph, Mike, hurry! As they run in, we see a frantic-looking Leonardo who's trying to keep at bay an army as he's surrounded by Mausers with their little red lights on, while Splinter and Donatello lie unconscious on the ground after being hit by the rubble from the ceiling. I don't know how much longer I can hold them off. That's the end of Issue 7 of the IDW Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Issue 8 starts just as we had ended, with Raphael and Michelangelo looking on in, in surprise. Hurry, guys, says Leonardo. Father and Donnie are down. Damn, these things are everywhere. I can't hold them off much longer. Leonardo screams frantically as the two enter the room as he slices one of the Mausers in half from the top jaw to bottom. Mikey, I've got Leo. You get Donnie and Splinter out of this mess. Gotcha! Raphael dives in, sighs heavy, goes in right behind Leo, and jumps into the fray as the two of them start just systematically destroying as many Mausers as they can. Michelangelo gets on to Donatello and tries to wake him up. Donnie, thank God! We gotta get you out of here, bro. Oh man, anyone get the number of that of that bus that flattened me? Looks like Donnie's okay otherwise. Don't worry about me, Mikey. Just get Father out of here, somewhere safe. And watch out for Hob. Hob? Yeah, we saw him before the, the cave-in. Hob's actually hiding behind a piece of rock, so they can't see him. He's still got the remote, and he's controlling the Mausers. He's the one controlling these crazy robots. Hob? I ought to kill that bastard, says Raphael, as he slashes his sides and jabs them into a Mauser, creating sparks. Not if we get killed here first. Think, Raph, Leo says. No, it's their programming, Leo. They're just doing what Hob's telling them to do with a remote. Whoa, that proves my point. Hob looks on behind Michelangelo, who's holding on to Splinter. Perfect. You're gonna be okay, Master. Nothing's gonna get you, I promise, says Michelangelo. Now! says Hob, as he sneaks up on Mikey, who he all of a sudden swarms with a whole bunch of Mausers, and they just overtake him completely. Gah! Back in Baxter's, up on the upper west side. And you say that that mutant cat of yours will deliver the compound soon, Stockman? It's all going according to plan, General Krang. Mr. Hob will be well on his way to procuring the specimens and returning it to the Stockgen Labs for reclamation of the psychotropic compound. Can I interest you in a scotch? I don't drink. 
Your stone soldiers? Uh, something on the rocks, perhaps? <laughs> Forget about your fancy booze, Mr. Stockman. I want results. Tell me, if you need to pull the compound from the blood, why don't you just take it from those that blasted cat? Why did you need to chase down the escaped rat when you're ready? Well, uh, if you must ask, we had, uh, we had considered using Mr. Hobbs' blood covertly. Uh, we withdrew samples from him, no less, but my technicians discovered the purity issues that could not be overcome. Accidental absorption of the compound from a filthy alley floor and the, in no way compares to the rat's careful controlled injections, nor would the mutated turtles that we have observed through their blood may provide, though their blood may provide a other unique research opportunities, Baxter says as he holds up his glass of scotch. But as for the compound itself, mental, st mental stability in all the test subjects uh, was one of your prerequisites, General, and Mr. Hobbs has proven that to be shall, what we say, infirm at best, hardly the demeanor that you'd wish one of your own soldiers. As far as we know, only the rat has been injected with a non-tainted form of the psychotropic, hence our desire to locate and retrieve it. What do you mean, as far as we know? Your competitor, this mystery ninja, appears to have had his own success with the samples as his people stole from the labs last year. I have received word that another mutant animal has been observed. This creature is seemingly full of control of mental capacity. This uh, shows a picture of Alapex, and it says, See Raphael Micro. Though I've yet to verify these claims as facts. Facts! I'll give you facts, you smug buffoon. Fact number one. The person that you call my competitor, this ninja, is nothing more than a nuisance, a bug to be swatted when the time comes. My intel says his interest in the mutant technology you're developing relates to his own war, in which, like everything else on this bud bulb, will be meaningless once I've accomplished my mission. What my intel can't tell me is how the hell going about this technology, going about the technology, but like I said, it won't matter soon enough. Fact Number two, the success of my mission is all that matters. Unfortunately, the only ones with technical knowledge I need are not exactly cooperating. They've proven more resistant than I've expected. We show a picture of the rock soldiers on Planet Neutrino fighting against the root neutrinos. Which brings us to fact number three, your own pathetic existence is at risk. I need disciplined, intelligent mutant super soldiers. If you succeed, you will make... I will make you a very powerful, rich man. Fail, you die. Your time is running out, Stockman. So all I can say is, that damn cat better get what you sent him for. The scene shifts back to the sewers, where Hob watches on, standing atop Splinter, as the four turtles fight against the army of Mausers. Time to get the hell out of here. First a little smoke action. As he clicks a button on the controller, and the Mausers all spit out a little bit of smoke, just creating a smoke screen. All that's left to do is push one measly little autopilot button. Click! As he puts the remote back into his pocket, he thinks it's safe in there and it actually falls out on his way out. He doesn't seem to notice as he picks up Splinter. And snag one ugly big rat. So long, green freaks. As Hob takes off with Splinter, say bye-bye to daddy. We go the, now to a new scene. It's called Duncan Dognut. So you and your dad don't get along well, huh? Says April. Nah, says Casey. Never really did, but since my mom died, he's pretty much, uh, we ignore each other most of the time. I'm really sorry about your mom. My parents are both alive, but my dad had a bad stroke a few years ago. 
I almost left school with my, to help my mom, but they wouldn't have it. They said that it worked. I worked too hard to get my scholarship, and that to lose it on account of my dad being sick wouldn't make sense. So here I am. Which makes me wonder something. Why is a smart girl like you learning to fight anyway? Anyhow, I mean, no offense, but uh, you know, there's there's pepper spray for that. Why do you want to throw down with the, with the chess team? Well, self-defense is part of this, but it's also more than that. It's crazy, but, uh, well, it's crazy what it is. Um, you don't want to know, trust me. Look, Eng English Lit 101 kills me, but crazy I can handle, April. What's the scope? Says Casey. Okay, but you're gonna laugh. Um, I've been doing an internship at a science lab for a little more than a year now. Part of my biotech degree requirements. I was, um, studying there one night by myself when we had a break-in. But, well, it wasn't exactly what you'd call a normal break-in, I guess. Why, what'd you mean? Did they have guns and stuff? No guns, they had swords. Swords? Yeah, like, and they were dressed like ninjas. Ninjas? Yeah, I know, totally insane, huh? But the truth is, one of them almost killed me. I barely survived, and ever since, well, I've just been scared, you know? Like, every shadow, every sudden sound makes me jumpy, and though learning how to fight, how to defend myself, might make it a little bit better. Don't look at me that way, Casey. I knew you wouldn't believe me. No, uh, I, I do really. It's just, how'd you get away? That's the craziest part. There was a rat at the lab. Some little guy that they were doing some weird tests on and used to run around free all the time. Anyway, when the ninjas were there attacking, the fire alarm went off and all of a sudden it scared them away. And I swear it was the rat that pulled the alarm. So... The whole story, wacky story, I was saved from a criminal lab from ninjas by a rat named Splinter. Did you say Splinter? Says Casey. Back in the sewers, we see Donatello and Leonardo and Michelangelo fighting and Raphael fighting against the mousers. Master Splinter, where are you? Says Mikey. Dudes, I can't find father. What? Says Raph. Since he got jumped and now he's gone. Keep going, Mike. Keep looking, Mikey. Says Leo. I'm looking, and I'm not finding Leo. I'm telling you, he's not here. I'm not seeing Hob anywhere, either. I think he has father, says Donatello. Then we go after him, says Raphael as he digs some size into the top of a Mauser. But these things have us surrounded. Wait, Hob being gone may actually work to our advantage. How, says Leonardo. These things operate on some kind of object protection protocol. Come again? Radar, they're honing in on us, pinging on our shapes. So? Hob, with Hob gone, they've got to be running on some autopilot now. I think I know a way to get them out of their helter-skelter formation. Hurry, guys, get behind me in a straight line. Low profiles, the key, so they only key in on me. What the hell are you talking about, Donnie? Says Raph. Just do it now, Raph. This better be good. Okay, on my signal. The turtles are all lined up behind Donatello, with Donatello, Leonardo, Michelangelo, and Raphael behind him. We see Donatello's plan go into uh, work, as we can see that their radar keys in only on him, and we see Donatello and a whole bunch of range-finding information, as they can only key in on his, his perk. Don't know what you got in mind, bro, but this does feel like a buffet line, and uh, feels like we're on the menu. Next, we see April in her minibus, taking Casey home. Stop here, April. This is the place. Here, most of these buildings look abandoned, Casey, and, uh, not too safe. It's not one of the buildings. If I told you where it was, you wouldn't have come. Uh, so, okay, what, enough of the mystery. What's going on here? Ta-da! As he shows her a manhole. You're joking, right? Uh-uh. 
If you th if you thought seeing a ninja robbery was crazy, you ain't seen nothing yet. It seems like his intention is to take her into the sewers to uh, see the turtle's lair. As we see Donatello's plan going into action, they can only focus in on him as they all line up, single file. Okay, they're only seeing me now, guys, so steady, stay behind me. Just one more sec. Now, flank them and spank them, says Michelangelo. As we see Donatello, he rushes them and crashes them with his bow. Leonardo cuts them in half. Raph stabs at him with a scythe, and Mike goes crazy with the nunchucks, taking them apart. Four more panels of the same. Just some angered-faced turtles who are just going to town, taking out all of these Mausers in one shot. That's the last of them stupid things, says Raphael. Great plan, Donnie. They totally didn't expect us to surround them like that. You guys okay? Anyone hurt bad? Says Leo. Except for the psycho robot shell shock, I'm good to go, says Mikey. Check it out. Hobbs remote. He must have dropped it off or something, and it's on autopilot. Like I thought, he did take off, says Donatello. No sign of Sensei. Hob must have taken him, says Leonardo. Or worse. Damn it, we gotta go after him, like right now. Raph's right. We can't waste time not knowing what Hob's up to. Nothing good, that's for sure. We'll split up. We can cover more ground that way. If we don't find anything out in a couple hours, we'll come back here. But be care- I can't believe you let me talk you into this, we hear April's voice. What now? says Mikey. This is so gross. It's just the- just wait, wait a minute, something ain't right. Yeah, it's not right in case you haven't noticed this is a sewer, Casey. Casey! says Raph. And there are four giant turtle men. Oh, I can't deal with this. As April faints into Casey's arms, he says, Crap. Sorry, Casey. No time to talk. Let's go, guys, says Leonardo. She okay? Yeah, I guess seeing you guys was uh, probably too much. I should have warned her. But, uh, you know, she knew you four and your dad back in the lab before you all grow up. Brought her to meet you, but not a good time, huh? As he holds her up. <laughs> you don't know the half of it, bro. Raphael pats Casey on the shoulder as he walks by as they head out. We'll be back. Cute girl. Yeah, thanks. I I wish I never taught her how to punch, because something tells me when she wakes up, she's going to break my face. As we see Casey standing there, holding April, who's unconscious, and you just see the carnage of everything ruined, all the machinery on the ground from the Mausers just sparking and smoking. It says, to be continued. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Leonardo. Script by Brian Lynch. Art by Sophie Campbell. This takes place just after Hob has taken off with Master Splinter. Our father was taken. I had a plan. Let's split up. We can cover more ground that way. If we don't find anything in a couple of hours, let's head back here. We see Leonardo standing on top of a steel girder at a construction site. I'm retracing our steps. Everywhere we've been. Everywhere we've fought. I'm Leonardo, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. And I'm going to get Splinter back. Headed back to Stock Stockman's lab. Hopefully I'll get some answers there. Should I wait for my brothers? Go in myself? I can handle whatever's there. I can make things right. I have to. I'm not going to lose Splinter. We see flashbacks to Leonardo fighting in feudal Japan with his father as they practice swordplay. And we see a rare glimpse into his uh, mother as we see his mother washing him in a tub. Ever since he told us about our past life, memories have been fighting their way back into my head. Memories of a different time. We were a family. Brothers, father, mother. They're just quick glimpses. Flashes of a woman who loved me. Loved my brothers. Come on, Leo. Don't let your mind drift. Focus. We see pictures of his mother putting him to bed. And then we see him sitting back there in the, in the rain with the, 
with a uh, ninja looks behind him, looks like about to strike, and jumps with a sword to cut him. Just then, he actually pulls up, pulls up his blade as he notices. Focus. Your father is still out there. It's up for you to make things right. Gotta get a grip. Clang! He stops him just in time as the blade was about to go for a kill shot. Nice try. Great. One of these guys. Foot ninjas. Leonardo disarms him with a kick. Encountered some of these before, but I'm gonna get some answers. Who are you? Talk! He dodges a punch. All of a sudden, he can see that he's no longer alone, that there's many different foot ninjas now surrounding him as he stands in the rain on the construction site. Wow, this is a lot of people to interrogate. So let's begin. Who sent you? What are you? Who trained you? As he's swarmed by ninjas and they grab onto him, and he's shaking them off his back. Several foot soldiers are fighting him with Kama, the uh, sickle-like blades as he uh, draws his swords and tries to fight them from each side, holding his own as best that he can. Are you a gang? A clan? A bunch of bored friends? What? So, oof, they rush him again. Kidnap anyone lately? Get to the point. Are they working with Hob? As we can see that they all grab him back and they pull him, holding his arms in his body. They're silent. Not even a, a peep when they're hit. And their numbers are increasing. Time to change strategy. Change location. He shakes them off and runs off the girder and takes a leap. He does a, a tuck and roll into a boarded up window in another construction site. Okay, bought myself some time. But by the time they climb down, run to this building, and run the stairs, I'll be... Aw, oh, come on! As, a, as the ninjas now bust into the door right behind him. Guessing they're the only ones that could make the jump. Best to dispense with them quickly. As he takes out the four of them. Some of them holding uh, weapons... Ninja weapons and claws and such. Strike before they get a chance. Not good. They're hitting every floor. Womp, 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 womp. He can hear them. They're above him now. Might be too many for me to take. Get to the stairwell. Get out. Come out back with my brothers. Although, I leave empty-handed and I don't learn anything. As he looks up at the power cables. As the foot ninjas come up, come up the stairway, they don't see him standing above as he kicks them down the stairway with a swift upwards kick while holding on to some cables. I'm going to need you to break your vow of creepy silence and tell me who you guys are. Quiet, hmm? I'm going to drag you home. I've got a brother who is going to love squeezing you for information. He's got anger issues, as he says to the foot soldier. Someone coming fast. Good. Bring him on. It's all right, as he turns to see a crazy-looking woman. Get out of my house! Go, uh... Ma'am, listen. No, you listen! Great. A quick exit is out, as he's suddenly surrounded by ninjas, and then he has a homeless woman behind him. If you're men of honor, you'll allow the lady to leave alone. She's an innocent, as they swarm him as he tries to attack and defend himself. Oof, he says. I, I, I can't do this, as they all sort of pile upon him, leaving him onto his stomach with his head tucked into his body as they go on his shell. Don't, as they take the woman off, he says to himself. Get up. Save her. Wait. And he has a flashback to his mother as he can see her shutting the rice paper door in feudal Japan. As she says, no, not my babies, uh, as she's stabbed by the foot ninja. Mother, he says, they, they killed her. As he stares on, tears in his eyes, all of a sudden he comes to in a burst of energy and rage. No, gah, as he slashes at the foot, taking them out. Stabbing through them, slashing through them, cutting their weapons in two, and sending them on their way. He knocks out some supports to a building and has it collapse on the foot so he can actually go and go up the stairs. They're retreating. No, no, no one gets away, as he says. Angered face, he runs up the stairs. Cowards! There's nowhere you can go! As he tries to kick in the door to go, 
he ends up on the roof to face another ninja, standing alone, just standing there, covered completely head to toe in black, except for he has some gauntlets, metal gauntlets on his arms. As he runs towards him in the rain, the ninja takes this chance to hit him with an open palm strike and knocking him off balance with an oof. Gotta push Rage aside. He'll have the advantage of him flying off the handle, Leo says. Focus. He's fast. No ordinary foot soldier. As he disarms one of Leo's swords and he hits him with a throat strike. Ugh. Rally. Fight. As he kicks to him, he blocks. As he hits him with another open palm strike. I'm going to lose, Leo says as the man kicks him right off the edge. Then grabs him. Kicks him right off the edge of the building. And then reaches out to grab him by the throat. I've seen enough. As he holds him by the neck over the building. In a very precarious spot. I am unimpressed, says the man. We can see his eyes. He's got two brown eyes. One of them has a scar over his left eye. And he takes Leonardo and he throws him down off the side of the building where he lands with a wham into the dumpster. Leonardo looks somewhat traumatized as he sits there. Then all of a sudden he sees that his two swords are coming down behind him after they've been kicked off as well. They land with a shunk, shunk right next to his head. Back in the sewers... Leo tells everybody, I limp home. I tell my brothers about the ninja army. I don't tell them about the final battle. He leaves that part out, the part about when he faced that ninja. I don't know if they were with Hob or if there was someone new. Which would be better, all these guys working for the same guy or a bunch of unrelated guys who hate us for individual reasons, says Donatello. Uh, either way, says Raph. So, uh, lots of people want us dead? Not just people, Mikey. So what next, Leo? We fight, Mike. We keep fighting, no matter what, until Splinter is back with us. We're never losing a family member again. And that's the end of the Leonardo issue of the micro-series. Alright, dudes, and now with your Mikey moment of the week, here is the bodacious Andy Doyle! Cowabunga! Whoa. Cowabunga, dudes, it's time for your Mikey moment of the week. You guys know that Leo was a real stickler for the rules, so uh, he totally took my nunchucks, dude, and gave me this weird zipline grappling hook thing. Like, what am I supposed to do with this, bro? Like, take in bust skulls with this thing. Like, I want to numb some chucks, dude. Like, combat cold cuts maybe as a substitute, but th this turtle line's gotta go, man. G give me the good old chucks back. Uh, Till next week, guys. Maybe I'll get my chucks back. Maybe not. If you're a fellow chucker, uh, why don't you sound off in the uh, review section? Have a good one, guys. Cowabunga! Cowabunga, dudes! It's pizza time. And now in a segment we'd like to call Pizza Time, here's Mr. Andy Doyle with a real-life pizza recipe from the Ninja Turtles cookbook or a description of one of the pizzas that was either seen in the episode or in the comic. It's pizza time. Cowabunga, dudes! It's time for your pizza recipe of the week! Now, this... Pizza recipe isn't actually pizza, it's salad. Actually, it's anti-pesto salad. Uh, what in the shell is that, you guys are asking? Well, it appears to be a traditional Italian salad that is served first course during a meal. Often the anti-pesto salad ingredients are slices of meat, various vegetables, olives, and mushrooms tossed in a light oil or vinegar dressing. To make the salad itself, you're going to want chopped romaine, green olives, black olives, cherry tomatoes sliced in half, and add fresh tomatoes to brighten up this salad. Mini pepperoni sliced up, roasted red peppers, just like they sound a little spicy.
Gino salami, which is a thin slice salami that's chewable and ready to eat once served. Mozzarella cheese balls, artichoke hearts. Can come pre-cut, just drain and throw right in the salad. And a little bit of provolone cheese. You're going to toss all that into a large salad bowl. And then for the dressing, it is a lemon olive oil dressing. You're going to need olive oil, lemon juice, and Italian seasoning. Whip that together and, and pour on top of the salad to taste. Uh, this should be a little healthier than, than all the carbs you're going to get from a regular pizza, dude. So if you're on the one of those crazy diets, uh, then you, you can still enjoy one of these delicious salads. Till next week, guys. Cowabunga! Hey, everybody. Justin here with another Vintage Turtle Toy Review. Today... I'm going to be talking about TD Touchdown Leo since we are in Super Bowl season. So this was part of the Sewer Sports All-Star Teenage Mutant Turtle line from 1991. So TD Touchdown Leo was the football version of this, but they also came with a um, All-Star Baseball Raph, a Wrestling Mikey, and a Slam Dunk Don, which we'll get to in future episodes. Um, but just to mention this, there's a couple things about this one. Um, so Leo was the... Um, quarterback for a team called the snapping turtles he came with a couple different accessories the including the snap-on snapper turtle helmet the killer kickoff pizza tee and two football bombs one that looked like an actual bomb and said long bomb on it he also came with something that was relatively new to the turtle line at the time a football field cut out on the back of the blister pack and uh, instructions on how to actually cut it out and use it for if you're going to play so um the, the way that you could tell this character is that he had a red jersey and on the back it said Leonardo. He had a touchdown towel with an L on it on his uh, yellow pants. He had red socks and black cleats and the uh, snap-on helmet was actually yellow with little bits of paint red. He had one arm that was just regular um, for positioning and putting stuff into. You could put weapons in it and whatnot, but the other arm actually had an action to it. It had an action feature, and this would be where you would actually pull it back, and it would throw forward, and a little peg on the tip of his hand in an open hand like he was throwing a football, and you would actually plug the uh, peg hole from the from the footballs in there and you can pull him back and watch him actually throw it. And even in the commercial, you could see that he actually throws the football. So it's, it's pretty fun. Um, the cool thing about this, it was a brand new head sculpt with the, um, with Leonardo. It was actually missing teeth. So it was pretty, pretty fun, but um, this one's pretty cool. Um, he was actually re-released in a classic collection on a new blister pack back in 2016. Um, and um, with this, there was just a couple differences. So if you're ever looking at one of these figures and you want to tell if it's real or if it's the original, there's some differences, such as the socks on the re-release -re are not painted red. They're just painted black to match the, the feet. There's no Leo um, L on the, on the, uh, towel that's on his shorts and there's no Leonardo on his back. So a couple of different subtle differences there for the re-release. Now, brass tacks, what's he going to cost you? So um, online, TD Touchdown Leo Loose is going from $6.99 to $10.99 with accessories and the range for mint on card, depending on how it actually looks and the condition that it's in, anywhere from $26 to $40 mint on card. So you can check them out. Um, TD Touchdown Leo, part of the All-Star Sewer uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle line from 1991.
Thank you for listening to the Epic Tales from the Sewers podcast. The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles were created by Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird. This podcast has no affiliation with Eastman, Laird, IDW, Archie Comics, Nickelodeon Studios, or any other turtle properties. This podcast is part of the Epic Sewers podcast network. Check out our other great shows, both turtle-related and not. Epic Tales from the Sewers is recorded by Justin Cooper, with featuring Andy Doyle. Are you looking for a gift for the nostalgic nerd in your life? Try a candle from the Euphoric Tree Fort. Nostalgic novelty gifts for nerds. From birthdays to holidays, or just because, waft these smell vision candles with fragrances from your favorite shows such as... Bob's Burgers, Simpsons, Dr. Seuss, Rick and Morty, Futurama, Adventure Time, Harry Potter, James and the Giant Peach, The Nightmare Before Christmas, Coraline, The Rugrats, Steven Universe, My Hero Academia, Dragon Ball Z, One Punch Man, Pokemon, Death Note, and Fairly Odd Parents. These soy candles won't gunk up your walls because they're dye-free, cruelty-free, and soot-free. Also, free souvenirs in every order over $20 and free shipping on orders over 75 With exciting scents like Nog, featuring eggnog and brandy, Christmas in Whoville, Fir Tree, Peppermint Bread and Sugar Plum, Truffula Tree, Butterfly Milk and Birch Tree, Mmm, Donuts, Donuts and Pink Icing, and the ever-popular Macon Bacon Pancakes, featuring bacon and buttermilk pancakes and maple. They say that smell is the strongest sense tied to memory, and if these candles don't make you nostalgic, nothing will. And remember, if you use promo code ETFS10, you'll get a discount. Check out the website, euphorictreefort.com, for smell-o-vision candles and nostalgic gifts. Don't forget to use our code. You're listening to the Fantastic Podcast, a show about fans and for the fans. Great fan experiences and stories to tell. Check us out. Ahoy, adventurers, and welcome to the dungeon. I will be your captain, Ace Diceman. Join me and my first mate, Mr. Cooper as we set sail on an amazing quest full of fun facts, funny jokes, and some high sea shenanigans. So climb aboard the Siren Song and let us spin you an epic tale. Look for the Epic Tales podcast on Spotify, Breaker, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and iTunes.